You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Hello, welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast. This is the scripture and the message for Sunday, September 4th of 2022. Can you believe it's already September? I I know I can't. And wherever this finds you this week, whether you are ready for September or ready or not, here we come for September. Uh, May this be a moment of pause and peace for you. So today we are going to hear two different scripture readings. Um, The first is from 1 John chapter 2, verses 7 through 14. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment that is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says, I am in the light, while hating a brother or sister, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light, and in such a person there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates another believer is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know the way to go, because the darkness has brought on blindness. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young people, because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young people, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Here ends the reading. And our focus reading is 1 Corinthians 1, verses 17 through 31. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation, to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block for Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But for those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. 
Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of the God. He is the source of your life in Jesus Christ, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Here ends the reading. Well, you've probably heard many Oli and Lena jokes, but I don't know if you've heard this one. So, Oli comes to the end of his life and dies peacefully in his sleep. When he awakens after death, he finds himself, himself standing at the pearly gates with St. Peter, who welcomes Oli and says, Well done, good and faithful servant. There is just one more thing needed to get into heaven. You must answer my three questions correctly, and then we're happy to let you in. Well, that makes Oli nervous, because he doesn't think he's very good at answering questions, but he wants to go to heaven, so he's going to give it his best. Oli says, okay, hit me with your first question, St. Peter. Who says? Well, Oli, how many commandments are there in the Bible? Oli thinks about it, and he thinks about it, and he thinks he knows this one, and he says, well, St. Peter, I think, I think Moses received 10 commandments from God. And St. Peter says, well done, Oli. You're right. There are 10. On to question two. How many disciples did Jesus have? Oli thinks this might be a trick question because he knows this one too. And he says a little tentatively, well, 12 disciples, Right. And St. Peter says, yes, Oli, you are right. Jesus had 12 disciples. For your third and final question, what is God's name? By this time, Oli is starting to sweat because he's so nervous and so close to answering all three questions correctly. He really wants to get this one right. And he thinks about it and says, well, I think God's name must be Andy. St. Peter says, Andy, what, how, how, do you, how do you know that? <laughs> Oli, where did you get that from? And Oli sings, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, Andy tells me I am his own. And St. Peter chuckles and says, well, Oli, that is probably the most creative answer I've heard to that question. Just for that, you, you have answered all three questions well. You can come on into heaven. And Oli is so relieved. Well, in all of the Oli and Lena jokes, this one included, we might think that Oli is a bit simple. We might think that Oli is just a regular person, and we might even say that Oli is foolish. But we have some good news for Oli. And for all of us from 1 Corinthians today, God chose the foolish and God chose the weak and God chose the low and the despised in the world on purpose. 
You see, God doesn't just accept or tolerate the foolish or the unwise or the weak. God is not simply willing to include them for the sake of loving everyone. God welcomes and embraces the foolish and the weak and the lowly. God rejoices in these beloved and precious ones. If you hear any of those words, any of those descriptions, and think that that sounds like you or that you have been made to believe that you are foolish or weak or the little person because of the wisdom of this world, then hear this. You are not God's second choice. You, beloved, precious, on purpose, child of God, you are God's prized one. You are valued in the sight of our God. You are God's first choice. God sees that the wisdom of this world is not working very well, is it? And so instead of doing things according to the wisdom of the world, we hear in verse 25 that God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Because God sees that the wisdom of the world is not and has not been working very well for quite a long time, God is at work according to a different kind of wisdom, bringing about the kind of kingdom that is a different and far more beautiful way. So we hear God intentionally seeks out and chooses even those who are deemed foolish, like Oli and like you and me, according to the world's wisdom, for the sake of proclaiming a love and a gospel that makes no practical sense. A gospel that claims that when our Lord dies, there is victory. This is a love that is absurd and it is foolish. It is foolish, frankly, to forgive sins. It is downright absurd to grant second chances to someone who has hurt you. And yet, God forgives you and invites you to forgive others the same. It is foolish to, to give mercy to your enemy. It is absolutely absurd to give your enemy another chance to best you. And yet, we hear Jesus say in Luke chapter 6 to love your enemy and to pray for those who persecute you. Jesus goes on, in fact, to say that anybody, even a sinner, can love those who love them, obviously. But Jesus is calling us to something more, something better, something wiser than just loving those it's easy to love. Jesus is calling us to the hard but better thing to go a step extra, or maybe four, five, or six, and love your enemy. It is foolish to love. It is risky to take the chance that your act of love or extension of love will not be appreciated or reciprocated and might even be wasted. Yet, God gives us a commandment of love. And did you catch that? In 1 John, it's an old commandment. It's nothing new. 
to love one another, even if we feel like there is reason to hate someone, we are to love them instead. God's wisdom can sound like absolute rubbish, completely foolish. But what if? What if forgiveness changes someone and leads to a complete turnaround in their life? What if mercy shows your enemy and you that you can find a different way, that you can live in a different way? What if? What if love is the thing that can make all the difference for someone who has faced rejection or hatred or discrimination and even violence? That kind of love can literally save a life we hear today. This gospel of Christ crucified and risen changes lives because it is not the wisdom of the world. This gospel changes lives because it is not based on hard work or being the best or the most successful or taking advantage of others to get ahead. This gospel of Jesus Christ changes lives because it is based on an intentionally different value system, a system that does not prioritize some at the expense of others and does not pit us against each other or depend on the lie of scarcity and competition. The good news of Jesus Christ crucified and risen and his love is foolishness. But let us be part of this holy foolishness, offering forgiveness to each other and to our neighbors, showing mercy whether or not it's deserved, and loving our enemies because God has loved us foolishly, because God has asked us to unleash this holy foolishness upon the world, because there can never be too much love in the world. This is our calling, this is our purpose, and this is our life. Jesus, crucified and risen, our source and our strength, loved us even when we were sinners, and made us alive through the power of his mercy. Let us go forth in this foolishness to love for the sake of Jesus Christ and the world he died to save. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. 
May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.